Welcome to this special edition of Minnesota Matters. I'm Tasha Radel. This week, we're going to look back at 2023 and the stories that made ongoing headlines across the state. Joining me today is MNN's Bill Werner, Ashley Walker, Brent Palm, Jake Griffith, and Mike Grimm. In 2023, about six months after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade, the Minnesota legislature put abortion rights into state law. Arguably the most fierce political battle of our time took a stunning turn when on the 24th of June 2022, the United States Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. An absolutely horrible, devastating day. This removes a massive obstacle that's gone. Even though we knew this was coming, it still was a shock to see it, to see that like this, they actually really did it. We don't need more abortion, more death. We need more love, more life. Expressing the love of God to people who don't even like us. Kids, white, male, upper-class, Christian self, taking what doesn't belong to him. Abortion became a major campaign issue. They are coming for all of our rights. He thinks that it's okay to do an abortion in the 39th week. A judge struck down anti-abortion state laws. Attorney General, who's supposed to be defending the laws of the state, throws in the towel. We defended the statute. The battle in 2023 will be over putting abortion rights into Minnesota law. Hi, this is Barack Obama. Minnesota, our rights and our future are on the ballot this year. That's why I'm supporting Tim Walz and Peggy Flanagan. It is not on the ballot in November. What is on the ballot in November is skyrocketing inflation, crime out of control, and our kids aren't getting the education that we think they need. As governor, I won't ban abortion. I can't. Republican candidate for Governor Scott Jensen and his opponent, Democratic incumbent Tim Walls. We heard Supreme Court justices go in front of the United States Senate and claim that there was no way Roe versus Wade would change because it was settled law. Well, fool us once. It's not going to happen here in Minnesota. And on November 8th, 2022. I just want to be very clear. There is no red wave, and we are coming. We are coming. We didn't have a red wave. It was a blue wave. Divided government will end in Minnesota in January because Democrats retain the governor's office and will control both chambers of the legislature. And there are some major issues on which Democrats might now have the opportunity to forward their agenda instead of getting stuck in legislative gridlock. Among the most notable is putting abortion rights guarantees into Minnesota state law, extra insurance, after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. The hour of 12 o'clock having arrived, it becomes my duty as your Secretary of State to call the members of the Minnesota House of Representatives to order. It quickly became clear that first on Democrats' priority list is putting abortion rights into Minnesota law. The electorate sent a really strong message to their elected leaders in the state of Minnesota that they value their reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy. If you don't have bodily autonomy, you don't have anything else. A Minnesota Supreme Court ruling leaves abortion still legal in Minnesota, even though the U.S. Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade. But pro-choice forces want extra insurance, and Governor Tim Wall supports that. These issues they care deeply about. It put an awful lot of young people, like my daughter, to the polls um, over the issue of uh, 
sovereignty over their own bodies. And so I think the sooner you pass those things, it sends a strong message. Republicans strongly oppose it. House Minority Leader Lisa Damoth from Cold Spring. I do know that Minnesotans are not extreme. Abortion should not be legal up to the mo moment of birth. State Capitol hearing following hearing at breathtaking speed, at least by legislative standards. Tippy Amundsen from Brooklyn Park told lawmakers when she was 20 weeks pregnant. We found out that our little boy wasn't going to be able to grow the way he should. He wasn't securely attached to my placenta, and my placenta was growing into my uterus. It is the single darkest day of my life. We needed an abortion to save my uterus. Shelley Claris from Montgomery said she checked in at Planned Parenthood but could not go through with an abortion. I kept my baby, and it was incredibly hard. But today, she's a, be uh, it's a beautiful family, and she operates a family daycare in a small town in Minnesota. One of the most dramatic moments of the week came when Anoka Senator Jim Abler proposed that after 20 weeks, the doctor performing an abortion must administer an anesthetic to the fetus unless it would threaten the mother's life or health. Could you at least, as just one minor little barrier... Make sure the baby doesn't feel pain as it ends its time on Earth. Bill sponsor Duluth Democrat Jennifer McEwen opposed that amendment. The purpose of the bill is to trust Minnesotans and to trust health care providers to make decisions about their own individual reproductive health care choices. And that bill went to the House floor, where the Democratic majority passed it Thursday night, Republicans trying unsuccessfully to ban third-trimester abortions, except in cases of rape or incest or to save the life of the mother. North Branch Republican Ann New Brindley told colleagues, in the third trimester, an unborn baby can feel pain. She says there are several options for an abortion, one involving dismemberment. After that's done, that baby has to be reassembled to ensure that they got every piece out. Our new Brindley says in a chemical abortion. The baby is literally burned alive. You will answer to God. Remember the unborn babies. Members of the audience, you will be removed if you disrupt the proceedings of the Minnesota House of Representatives. People simply do not do these things for frivolous reasons. And when they have to make these very, very intimate, difficult decisions, they deserve to do it without artificial barriers. We can get rid of a baby that's inconvenient. We can get rid of a boy that we wanted a girl. We can get rid of a girl because we wanted a boy. We didn't want to have a baby on that month, so we'll have an abortion. If folks think we've seen a fierce battle now, Wait until that bill gets to the Minnesota Senate, where Democrats have only a one-vote majority. My duty as president of the Senate is to maintain and preserve order and decorum in this chamber. Protesters before the Democratic-controlled Minnesota Senate on a party-line vote of 34 to 33 early this morning passed a bill to put abortion rights into Minnesota law and sent it to Governor Tim Walz, who's expected to sign it. Democrats rejected repeated attempts by Republicans to ban late-term and so-called partial birth abortions. Deephaven Senator Kelly Morrison saying 90% of abortions occur in the first trimester. The rest that occur later in pregnancy are overwhelmingly wanted pregnancies in which something has gone tragically wrong. Waconia Republican Julia Coleman told colleagues she had serious complications during her pregnancy but rejected a procedure that would have killed one of her unborn twins to ensure the other would live. When Charles was struggling in the NICU, one brilliant nurse said, let's put them together. 
They put James into Charles' incubator, and all of the alarms went silent. Minnesota Senate Democrats, with a one-vote majority on one of the most controversial issues of our time, showed caucus discipline that astounded many analysts, saying no to every Republican amendment. Hope you wake up in the middle of the night thinking, my God, what did I just do? Faribault Republican John Chazinski, Bill's sponsor, Duluth Democrat Jennifer McEwen, responded, the legislation will save lives, and Minnesota, she says, will become a refuge for people throughout the Midwest. Seeking health care that they need and can't get in their home states because those legislatures, those governments, those states have interfered with their choices. Three days after the Senate passed that bill. Less than one month after taking our oaths of office. And after last year's landmark election across this country, we're the first state to take legislative action to put these protections in place. Said the governor just before signing the bill, insurance against what backers call a future rogue court undoing Minnesota legal precedent, as the U.S. Supreme Court did last summer with Roe v. Wade. House Speaker Democrat Melissa Hortman says the win belongs to hundreds of thousands of Minnesotans. This victory took the effort of every single person who volunteered on any one of our campaigns and who voted to protect reproductive freedom. Senate Democratic Majority Leader Kerry Deedzik says Minnesotans... They voted us into the Senate majority in part because we told them we would preserve rights and freedoms, not take them away. Republican Party of Minnesota Chairman David Hand said when Governor Tim Walz was running for a second term... His campaign assured Minnesotans he did not support abortion up to the point of birth. But Han says Walls signing that extreme bill into law, quote, proves that was a lie. The governor responded. His advice to Republicans is when you're in a hole, quit digging. Listen to Minnesotans. They were very clear on this issue where they spoke. And to try and now make something else is, is simply not where Minnesotans want us to be. Pro-life advocates now considering their next steps. Former State Representative Tim Miller with Pro-Life Action Ministries says Minnesota government is fostering a permissive society. Moving forward, I think it's absolutely, absolutely important for parents to talk to their children, their daughters, to understand that they can go and talk to them and they can have these conversations. There's speculation about possible legal challenges. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison said this week about that. This is a very solid piece of legislation. It is the law of the land. But if anybody anywhere tries to challenge it, we will swing into action to defend it. I don't expect any substantial, meaningful challenge, but I always expect somebody to try to say something somewhere. We are and will be ready. Thanks, Bill. More Minnesota Matters after this. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed, 
could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Tasha Radel. The ongoing military and political conflict between Israel and Palestine exploded, dividing the world. October 7th, 2023, the terrorist group Hamas launched a multifaceted attack on Israel from the Gaza Strip. The worst terror attack in Israel's history and the bloodiest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. Minnesotan support poured into Israel. These acts of terrorism are acts of cowardice. They are trying to destroy Israel. We will not let that happen. But as Israel pummeled Gaza to eliminate Hamas, support for Palestine grew. Yesterday I saw a video that I don't think I'll ever be able to erase from my mind. It's a video of a father carrying the pieces of his child's body in bed, plastic bags. But the war continues. Over 19,000 Palestinians and Israelis have been killed in the Israel-Hamas war so far, with only more to come. We are watching a genocide literally taking place in front of our eyes, being televised, celebrated, and justified. Part of our year that was. Just hours after clinching the nomination to become Speaker of the House, Minnesota Congressman Tom Emmer dropped out of the race amid chaos in the Republican Party. I think when House Republicans are looking at what state a candidate comes from, uh, I'm not sure that they think of Minnesota as one of the top states from which a speaker would emerge. The GOP conference is changing, and it's changing to reflect America first. Um, And Republican voters overwhelmingly support President Trump, and the GOP conference and the Speaker of the House uh, should do the same. And that puts him on the outs with Trump and presumably on the outs with the Freedom Caucus. We need to get him elected this week and move on and bring this, not just party together, but focus on what this country needs most. I did everything I could do for three weeks to avoid that job. I told McCarthy, nobody should want that job. It just wasn't the right time for me. And we had to find somebody that everybody could say, all right, this is what we want. And uh, Mike Johnson's that guy, and he's been great. Part of our year that was. Huge wildfires in Canada in 2023. This year, the worst wildfire season uh, we've ever had. Led to a Minnesota summer engulfed in smoke. Areas right across central Minnesota, including St. Cloud, uh, over to Moorhead, and the Twin Cities metropolitan area will see air quality index readings in that red or unhealthy for everyone range. The smoke originally came from Quebec. And eventually, provinces like British Columbia and Saskatoon. The result? The smoke has become very well entrenched, basically along the Interstate 35 corridor in east, um, in areas along the Mississippi and St. Croix rivers where there's the lower terrain. The constant haze prompted weeks of air quality alerts from the State Pollution Control Agency and left health officials wondering. We're trying to figure out, does months on end of smoke exposure year after year, does that have an effect on your long-term health? Because this ozone will be combining with excessive heat. We're really worried about the impact it's going to have on people. Now with Canada experiencing a dry winter thanks to an El Nino, experts predict much of the same in 2024. Chills, thrills, and history for the Minnesota Twins in 2023. 
incredibly excited to be a part of an organization like the Minnesota Twins, you know? It's a place that I feel loved, like I'm part of a family, I feel like I'm part of a great culture, I feel like we're building something special. Swung on, Tapper, back up the middle, Julian has it, throws the first and he got his man! And the Twins are the champions of the American League Central! Gone! Unbelievable! Roy Slowis, welcome to October Baseball! Two at bats, two home runs! Pitch, round ball, right side, diving stop, Solano, to his feet, feeds Durant, steps on the bag, and the Twins win the game! And the longest consecutive postseason losing streak in North American sports history is finally over. Season on the line, the payoff pitch and the 3-2, strike three called in the outside corner, and the Astros win the game 3-2, and the Twins season is over. It's time for a quick break. More Minnesota Matters after this. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Tasha Radel. Thanks for joining us on this special edition of Minnesota Matters as we look back at 2023. More than two decades after it was first proposed, Minnesota became the 23rd state to legalize recreational cannabis in 2023. Former Governor Jesse Ventura predicted it last November. Minnesota, get ready. Cannabis is going to have its prohibition lifted. Oh. Nearly every Republican voted against the bill. Some people are still morally opposed to this. I, I'm one of them. Police warned of more drug drivers. Why in the world are we doing this when those who are in charge of law enforcement are opposing this? But he left off a very important stakeholder group, which is the people of Minnesota, and they are very much in favor of cannabis legalization. Those with low-level convictions will have their records automatically sealed. We knew expungement needed to be sort of the heart and soul of this bill. And on May 30th, Governor Walls signed it into law. Legal. There you go. Jimi Hendrix is looking down on Minnesota smiling today. Retail sales are expected to begin in 2025. We are on track to launch this industry on the timeline that's been given to us by the legislature. And that is part of our year that was. 26-year-old Madeline Kingsbury of Winona went missing the morning of March 31st after dropping her kids off at daycare. Please help us find Madeline. The children need their mother. We need our daughter, our sister, our aunt, and our best friend back. Authorities quickly began their search for the mother of two. Look for signs of anything suspicious. Weeks passed. We will remain loud about this and continue to advocate for Madeline. Then months. We don't have a suspect or a person of interest. Her 27th birthday on June 1st came and went. I'm known in my family for singing happy birthday to everybody, either in person or over the phone. I'm, I'm sure not going to miss doing that today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Until June 21st when she was found dead. While this discovery is not what we were hoping for, we are thankful to be able to bring Maddie home to her family. The community rallied around the Kingsbury family. Maddie saw beauty in all of us and wouldn't want us to remain broken. She's no longer suffering. Investigation into her death continues with her ex-boyfriend and father of her two children, Adam Fravel, charged with her murder. Part of our year that was. Minnesotans said farewell in 2023 to two women who changed the nation forever. Former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor and former First Lady Rosalind Carter, who had a special mission. Speak out and get people talking about mental illness so that, that everybody in our country can realize that it's just an illness like any other illness. She was a tremendous advocate in every way possible. The work 
that she did with mental health and she and President Carter did with specific diseases and eliminating them out of the world will always live on. Always. Sandra Day O'Connor, daughter of the American West, was a pioneer in her own right. Natalie Hudson, the first person of color and the first black woman to serve as Chief Justice of the Minnesota Supreme Court, says O'Connor was a trailblazer for all women. She said, what matters most is not that I will make decisions as a woman, but that I am a woman who gets to make decisions. Part of our year that was. Time for our last break. More Minnesota Matters after this. You, my friend, have connections in the government. Yes, you. USA.gov, the official source for government information on thousands of topics. And like any good connection, there's no telling where it can take you. Why, one day you're getting student loan information. Next thing you know, you need job hunting tips. Today's road construction info could have you searching for telecommuting ideas tomorrow. The more you use USA.gov, the more uses you'll find for it. Passport applications, for example. They've been known to lead to a sudden interest in travel advisories. Our new mobile apps will even update you on the go. So whether you have information to get or ideas to give your government, check out USA.gov. Who knows? Lottery results today could lead to retirement planning tomorrow. USA.gov. With the right connections, there's no telling where you can go. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Tasha Radel. A Democrat's trifecta at the state capitol brought unprecedented action on social issues in 2023. DFLers began with abortion. People do not do these things for frivolous reasons. Hope you wake up in the middle of the night thinking, my God, what did I just do? Then felon voting. They are our neighbors, our friends. They pay taxes. You want to give them their rights back before they finish their debt to society. Immigrant driver's licenses. Identical license that we as legal citizens have to people who are here illegally. We take care of your children. We clean your spaces and build your homes. Universal background checks and a red flag law. Weapons of war have no place in our schools in our churches, in our banks. Second Amendment rights being just completely taken away from our law-abiding citizens. And Democrats bookended the session with... Minnesota, get ready. Cannabis is going to have its prohibition lifted. If you're so hell-bent on going over that cliff, fine, let's go over it. Part of our year that was. In 2023, the Sanford and Fairview Health Systems, for the second time in a decade, called off their proposed merger under tremendous political pressure. Fairview and Sanford executives promised better access and quality of care in a combined system, but some warned hospitals and clinics would close. Between Big Stone and Traverse Counties, there is only one hospital to deliver a baby. The general feel of healthcare went from friendly hometown care to big business and profits. But an even bigger sticking point, the U of M has a business relationship with Fairview and a merger with Sanford would put control of its teaching hospital with an out-of-state company. Former Governor Mark Dayton said without a firm commitment to transfer those assets back to the U. A proposed merger between Fairview and Sanford should be prohibited. 
The U of M went on offense, asking for nearly a billion dollars to buy back and operate their teaching hospitals. The U also proposed a new billion-dollar state-of-the-art medical center on the Minneapolis campus. Building a multi-million-dollar hospital system just a half mile away from our current hospital system doesn't actually address any of the issues with regard to rural access. Part of our year, that was. After postponing twice, Sanford and Fairview in late July called off the merger. Sanford President and CEO Bill Gasson attributing it to the lack of support from certain Minnesota stakeholders. Hibbing native and hockey player Adam Johnson killed in October in an on-ice collision during an English professional hockey game, shocking fans across the world. He was a great person who just happened to be a great hockey player. In what some called a freak accident, Johnson died after an on-ice collision resulted in his neck cut by an errant skate blade. Johnson spent three seasons in the American Hockey League and played 13 games with the NHL's Pittsburgh Penguins. In 2017, he led his alma mater, Minnesota Duluth, to the national championship game. On behalf of UMD Hockey, our thoughts, prayers, and loving support go out to all of Adam's family. In December, Hibbing High School retired Johnson's number seven jersey in the rafters of the same arena where weeks earlier an emotional memorial ceremony was held. We pray for Adam, for his family, and friends. South Yorkshire police announced after Johnson's death a man had been arrested on suspicion of manslaughter but released on bail. His death continues to reverberate through the sport, a number of NHLers now opting to wear neck guards, which have also been mandated at the Olympics. Please stand and cheer one more time for number 47, Adam Johnson. That's part of our year that was. Congress was supposed to pass a new farm bill by September 30th, but that did not happen. Instead, a short-term budget deal was reached that includes a one-year extension of the 2018 farm bill. One of the biggest points of contention is funding for the nutrition title. Republicans continue to propose significant cuts to the SNAP food assistance program, something Democrats strongly oppose. If these budget cuts are enacted, it would have a devastating impact on uh, families throughout our state. The programs in the nutrition title are focused on providing people with a hand up, not just a handout. Um, it's, it's the upper Midwest way of life, right? We help our neighbors in time of need, and that's what that nutrition title should be about. We don't want to go into the tumult of the waters next year in the middle of a presidential race trying to get the farm bill done. And then, of course, we don't want to go into the unknown in the future. A country that can't feed itself uh, does not survive. So uh, people got to understand this is a top priority. They don't push it off too far and get too much into that election rhetoric, but we're hoping, as we always do in the farm bill, that uh, cooler heads prevail and realize that food shouldn't be a partisan event. Everybody needs to eat. doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. And that's part of our year that was. Minnesota sport fans were treated to some high highs and some low lows in 2023. The New York Giants are heading to Philadelphia, having beaten the Minnesota Vikings 31-24. Final countdown! It's tough to make the playoffs. Obviously, this is not what we want. We have to make that step. And the Timberwolves season comes to an end at the buzzer here in Denver in Game 5. Kessage's kick is on the way. It is good! And the Twins are the champions of the American League Central. Payoff pitch, a swing and a drive. Left field and deep. Gone! Royce Lewis! Why not? And the longest consecutive postseason losing streak in North American sports history is finally over. It's hog heaven in Iowa City. In 35 years, the Timberwolves have never won 15 out of 17. 
until this magical 23-24 season. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Minnesota Matters. Be sure to join us again next week on this MNN affiliate station, same time, same place. From all of us at MNN, Happy New Year. Until next time, I'm Tasha Radal.